Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor Bay Sports. I'm your host, Kevin Taylor. It is NBA playoff time as well as NFL draft time, and that's what we're going to be talking about on this edition of the program. Thank you so much for being a part of it. And, of course, like I tell you, every show you can reach out to me on social media. It's always great to hear from you. I will not bite you. I will not disrespect you. I will always listen to your opinions. And you can reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kevin Taylor 98 It's easy to remember. One more time, though, Kevin Taylor 98 All right, on this edition of the program, we're going to hear from the Atlanta Hawks head coach, Mike Boonhoser, as well as former Texas A&M wide receiver Josh Reynolds, as he gets ready to prepare for the NFL draft coming up this weekend. And as we record this program on Wednesday, April 26th, you can best believe that Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is already abuzz with the NFL draft that's coming up starting on Thursday. The first round is on Thursday. Then you have your other rounds on uh, Friday and Saturday. And uh, a lot of excitement is around this year's NFL draft. And uh, some key players will be going to some teams with some some bona fide needs. And what would the Atlanta Falcons do at the 31st pick? We're going to talk about that and see about some players that uh, may be of some interest. So um, we're going to uh, preview that. And like I said, we're going to talk to uh, Josh Reynolds about uh, how he feels going into the NFL draft because uh, he had a great um, time at Texas A&M and also a great season last year. So we're going to get into a little bit of that with him as well. And, of course, you know, if anything I say on this program that you want to talk to me about after the show, I just gave you how to reach out to me. So I want you to tell me how you may feel about the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA playoffs or, you know, even after the NFL draft. I want you to be able to tell me what you feel about, you know, the Atlanta Hawks and the uh, – I'm sorry, the Atlanta Falcons and the draft pick that they make with the 31st pick. Now, there was some talk about the Falcons maybe trading the pick, but um, I don't think that's really been, you know, substantiated. But I think they'll keep the pick. Got some um, some uh, uh, needed uh, uh, pick there at the third, 31st selection. Uh, so only upper management as well as – Dan Quinn may know or what they want to do. I don't think they're going to wait to the last minute to make a selection, but I think they already know what they want to do and who they want to go with. That's just my opinion. But, hey, you know, I'm not at Flowery Branch. Anything can happen, but I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think I am. But, you know, you never know. Who they will go with, that's still a mystery. But, hey, we will see. All right, let's get into uh, the NBA playoffs and get back to the NFL draft in just a few minutes. The NBA playoffs, hey, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, game five was earlier tonight in Washington, and uh, the Hawks, they do not come out with a win. They don't. Hawks lose game five in their best of seven series. And I think that, you know, that the way for this team to really win They've got to play better inside. They have not been able to do that in Washington, but when the Hawks are home, it's like they are a different team inside, and that was not the case in D.C. Of course, the Wizards were back at home, and, you know, John Wall, he's going to get his points. Bradley Bill is going to get his points, but you've got to limit these guys to under 30, that's for sure, or at least one of the two. Now, Dennis Schroeder, 
he had a he had a great game. He scored twenty nine points. Uh but at the same time, Bradley Beal scored twenty seven points, Wall added twenty and fourteen assists to lead Washington to a Washington to a one oh three ninety nine victory in game five and now they lead the series three games to two. So of course it's must win for the Hawks on Friday night at Phillips Arena. I'm going to be there, and I hope that all the Hawks fans are there as well. Tip-off is at 730. We want to see you there. We want to see you loud. I know some of you probably have, will still have to work on Friday. A lot of kids are going to be in school on Friday. But, hey, a lot of you don't have to work the next day, right, or go to school the next day. So come on out. You know, exert a lot of energy. <laughs> and uh, we want to see you loud and proud, no doubt at Phillips Arena coming up this Friday for Game 6. Um, now, Schroeder led the Hawks with 29 points, like I told you. That was a career high, tying five three-pointers and 11 assists. But too many bad shots down the stretch also did the Hawks in. I mean, it was it was there for the taking. The Hawks really could have won this game. I mean, it was so close, so Close. Paul Millsap, he had 21 points, 11 boards, but Dwight Howard was off. Uh, he got into foul trouble, uh, really could not get a good rhythm, but his presence was felt under the basket for most of the game when he was in there. Um, now, Dwight was a force in game four. He scored 16 points and 15 rebounds, but he didn't play much in the second half. Pick, picking up his fourth foul with two and a half minutes left in the third quarter, and his fifth off the ball with eight and a half minutes to go. Um, you know, this has been, you know, almost a slugfest between uh, these two teams, especially inside, um, you know, uh, Marquise Morris and Paul Mills have been having, you know, uh, little exchanges and um, playoff basketball. Um, uh, Dwight Howard actually scored five points the whole night. Now, like I told you, that's totally different from what he did in game four when he scored 16 points. But he only had five points. That's not going to be sufficient. You got to get the white more involved. I feel for this team to really get there, you got to get the white more involved. Paul could get his points, but you got to get the white involved. You got to do that. Um, some of the rotations, Tavo Sevaloshi hasn't played much. Uh, you know that, that's kind of a hip scratcher. Uh, Coach Bud said after uh, game four, the Tavo, he's fine. He's healthy. Um, Jose Calderon, um, he was a non-factor in this game. Uh, so a, a lot of a lot of questions here. Um, you know, this team, they've been up and down all, all year. But the Hawks battle in game five, they were not going to give up. But it just got away from them down the stretch. I know a lot of uh, calls were not made. Uh, that may have went the Hawks' way, but, hey, that's playoff basketball. You've still got to play through that. And, um, you know, a Friday night, like I said, is, is must win. So hopefully the Hawks can come out and uh, really uh, sit the tempo early, be dominant, and uh, come away with a victory. Uh, or else, say hey, it's see you next season. So hopefully uh, that will be the case. Jose called to Rome. He played about 10 minutes but only scored two points. Contrast to what he did in game four. He was a catalyst. He he gave the Hawks energy, especially off the bench. But it just wasn't there in game five. Now, hopefully, Jose will be able to 
exuberate that same energy in game six, especially off the bench, giving uh, Dennis Schroeder some time to get a breather as well as pick up the pace and uh, spreading the ball around uh, coming up in game six because that is actually what is going to be needed. Uh, I I think uh, Jose Calderon is a nice lift, uh, especially offensively with pushing the ball and also distributing the ball. Malcolm Malcolm Delaney is a good defensive presence. Coach Bud talked about that after game four with the vital addition of Jose Calderon to this team. We feel fortunate that Jose considered us and obviously chose us, but you know, that was, you know, sports are like that. You have to be fortuitous. You have to be a little bit lucky, whether it's in a game, whether it's picking up a veteran like Jose or different things that happen throughout the course of the year. And, you know, I wouldn't underestimate what Malcolm did for us this year, too. I think, you know, having both Malcolm and Jose as backup point guards, both can come in and play um, and contribute at a high level. Um, you know, but uh, no doubt um, Jose's kind of infected us with his spirit. It's been great. And um, you know, we'll just continue to uh, hopefully build on, on what kind of how he plays the game. Well, hopefully they can do that coming up on Friday night. Again, tip-off is at 7.30. Uh, you can catch the game on ESPNU and NBA TV. Yeah, it's going to be a simulcast, and I think that's going to be like the, the first uh, that's being done. So 7.30, we want to see everybody at Phillips Arena. Now, don't see us Friday afternoon traffic. It's why you can't, can't get there on time. No, we don't want to hear that. We need you. The Hawks are already needing the fans. They're already saying how they need everybody to show up and be a part of, you know, a, a rocking crowd. And I would have to agree because they were the, – the Atlanta fans, I've criticized them on this program before. When I was doing the two-hour program, I I called the Atlanta fans because I'm a native. It's my hometown, so I I, I am able to to have some type of of you know time to be able to show how the fans have been fair with it, and I did that. Now, um, I know that it's about the product that you put out on the court, the field, where. But Atlanta fans have always been fair weather. But this season, as up and down as the Hawks have been, the fans have really came out and showed their support. And I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of that. Maybe, maybe they heard this show. Maybe they heard how I told my listeners that the fans were fair weather. And even though they don't, it's not like they don't already know this, but maybe they were trying to improve. Maybe they, maybe they were convicted of that. <laughs> I would like to hope I, I, I did have some type of uh, <laughs> part in them changing. But uh, but no, seriously, uh, the fans did come out, and uh, they showed a lot of support. And uh, the only way that it's going to continue is if they continue to do the same thing. And I know tickets are going fast. Uh, you can go to Hawks.com for more information. And uh, you can get a ticket for Friday night because this team is going to need you as uh, Washington can close it out. But I don't think – let that happen. I really don't. So um, we shall see. But uh, Friday night, Phillips Arena, 7.30. Make sure you're in the place. I will be there, like I said, and uh, hopefully I will get to see you as well. All right, we're going to take a look at some other NBA playoff news. Um, and um, now this has been a bizarre playoff so far. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, Boston and Chicago – will be tied, you know, in their series. Who, who would have thought that? 
Celtics, they now lead the series against uh, Chicago, three games to two. Uh, they went over over the Celt- uh, the Celtics went over the Bulls one hundred eight to ninety seven, and um, now here's some other upcoming games um, here on the NBA playoff schedule that I really did not feel were going to actually go the, the distance here, but um, Toronto they can close out the series against Milwaukee on uh, Thursday. That tip off is at seven o'clock. Also, you've got um, San Antonio taking on Memphis. Uh, at 9.30. So uh, that is going to be a pivotal uh, game six for the Grizzlies as the Spurs lead that series as well. So um, some key games here that are coming up. So, um, you know, it's it's, it's going to be an, an interesting next few days for sure. Uh, the Clippers uh, on the verge of the nation. Best of seven series, three games to two. Uh, so uh, their next game is actually going to be on Friday night. So Utah can actually close out the L.A. Clippers. And uh, the Clippers are the fourth seed in the West. Like I said, very bizarre, very bizarre. Uh, so uh, I never would have thought that Chicago would have jumped out to an early series lead against Boston, but hey, that's what happened. So uh, the Warriors, they uh, wrapped up their series against Portland. And, of course, the Cavaliers uh, wrapped up their series against Indiana. So they're just putting on a few winners here coming up. So um, great playoff action still ahead as we go into the weekend. It's Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. Make sure you reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KevinTaylor98. Coming up, we're going to preview the NFL draft. And also, we're going to have my one-on-one interview with former Texas A&M receiver Josh Reynolds. So right now we're going to talk a little bit about the draft that uh, the Atlanta Falcons like going to do. They're going to draft at number 31. They're going to trade them to pick out of the first round. What are they going to do? A lot of people don't know. A lot of people are speculating. But, hey, this is just my opinion. I think they're going to draft either a guard or probably a linebacker. Now, according to Fox Sports, now, very first pick, 63rd pick in the second round, 95th pick in the third round, fourth round is 136, fifth round 174, and seventh round is 249. Now, they don't have a six-round pick. But according to Fox, you know, Dawkins is a guy that may be on Falcons' radar. So, uh, a lot of a lot of people are looking at the Falcons drafting a Congress. It's a guy that uh, could be um, added to the uh, receiving core. Uh, I don't know about this one. I, I think the Falcons are pretty stacked here, wide receiver. Um, also, Jaleel Johnson is a defensive tackler out of Iowa. He's a, uh, he has a pass rushing three technique, and uh, he could also uh, compliment Dontari Poe uh, in the middle. So uh, that's one to look out for there. Uh, Terry Thompson is a free city out of Colorado. Uh, he would cover three in free safety who has the size, vision, and elite instincts to cover the middle of the field, according to Fox Sports. So we'll see if that is also a, a route that they want to take as well. Dietrich Wise, a defensive end out of Arkansas. 
he may be drafted by the Falcons um, to uh, maybe uh, compliment Vic Beasley on one end of the of the field, and of course Wise on the other. So if he's drafted, they look at, they're looking at him as being a, an impact impact player right off the bat. Thing that kind of caught my attention right here. Uh, now, according to the Atlanta Journal Constitution, better known as the AJC, now the situation is this: um, the Falcons are actually keeping an open mind, according to them, about the thirty-first pick. Hmm, that is the first time I've heard of this. Um, the Falcons are well known to have scouted pass rushers. That, that's that's no no. No secret, because they really didn't draft one last year. But here's the thing. According to Thomas Dimitrov, he said the reality at 31 is that there are a handful of positions on both sides of the ball that would be really interesting. Okay? It might not be necessary, a, necessarily a fan favorite. But we know for the football team, there might be something that we feel strongly about. We are very open to both sides of the ball at this point. Now, here's where it gets interesting. He said, we feel we are in a good spot. Okay, all right. Well, you do have to replace Chris Chester. Maybe the the Falcons could be looking at someone who's already on their roster. Uh, Maybe adding to the secondary. Possibly still going for another wide receiver with Steve Sarkisian's offense. But, of course, it was also also documented that these occasions is not going to be made. But in my opinion, I think the Falcons will keep the pick and will probably either draft a guard or, yes, a bona fide pass rusher. And so that's 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 my opinion. Now, according to uh, the NFL Network, Deshaun Watson is ranked at number one in the quarterback class. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to go to Cleveland because Cleveland, of course, is on the clock. Deshaun Watson played at Clemson and also Gainesville High here in the metro Atlanta area. And uh, he's not a consensus top quarterback. Uh, he's, of course, played on a spread offense, but he threw 17 picks last season. Now, where it is, Mitchell Trubisky is basically going to go to Cleveland. Deshaun Watson may possibly go to the Jets. And then you got Pat Mahomes out of Texas Tech and Notre Dame's Deshaun Kaiser or uh, California's Davis Webb could also go in the first round as well. So a lot of things, uh, you know, this could be uh, factored in here. Then you have a former LSU running back, Leonard Fournette. Uh, he's looked to be a first-rounder. Of course, we can't forget about Dalvin Cook out of Florida State. Uh, Stanford's Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Tennessee's Alvin Kamara. Uh, Oklahoma's Joe Mixon. Also, you know, we've got to throw them in the mix. So uh, some notable names out there, but will they be around at 31? And would the Falcons have an interest? The only way we're going to know that is coming up on Thursday night at 8 o'clock when the draft gets started. So a lot of interesting scenarios to play around with this one here in this draft. But um, I think the Falcons, just like they did last season with uh, picking Keanu Neal, they'll pick a guy, maybe not a household name, but a guy that you probably will uh, have uh, in your speech later on as the season goes with uh, being a productive player. Uh, who they will be able to draft and be able to develop as well. Because that's that's what I think Dan Quinn would want, a guy who is athletic and who they can develop to be an impact player for sure. And, of course, what team doesn't want that? But Dan Quinn is the epitome of that. 
and that's pretty much, I think, what Thomas Dimitrov is looking for as well. So uh, the Falcons do have to uh, improve. They had the number one scoring offense, but the 27th ranked defense last season, so I'm pretty sure they want to improve on that. So, like I said, if it's not a guard, I'm pretty sure it probably would be maybe either a pass rusher or probably another outside linebacker. That's just my opinion. So we'll see. The NFL draft is coming up first round Thursday night, 8 o'clock. All right, now, you know, someone who definitely is going to uh, be watching the uh, NFL draft is former Texas A&M wide receiver Josh Reynolds. We're previewing the NFL draft right now on Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me. And now I am happy to bring on the program former Texas A&M wide receiver Josh Reynolds. Josh, how you doing? Hey, well, thank you for being with us this week on TaylorMade Sports. And of course, like I said, you are formerly of Texas A&M. And just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, are you from Texas originally? Yeah, um, I wasn't born in Texas, but uh, I, I've lived my whole life in Texas. Uh, San Antonio, to be more specific. And, uh, you know, I, I love it, man. I love Texas. All right. And what made you choose uh, Texas A&M? Uh Shoot, I mean it was easy. Once they once they uh, sent me that scholarship, I I knew it was it was three hours from home. Uh, my my family can can easily drive up to the games uh, whenever they wanted to, and and uh, you know they had they had uh, just got to the SEC, so you know I I knew uh, I knew Mike and Johnny had brought all the uh, media to their attention, and so you know I, I figured I can go uh, win me a spot. That sounds great. And, of course, your best season came actually last season in 2016 uh, when the SEC media named you to the second team all-conference. And I know they had to feel great. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. And, uh, of course, you finished with over 60 catches with over 1,000 yards and 12 TDs. So I know that uh, you feel like you are a, a, a contributing factor to the success of the football program last season. Oh, yes, sir. Now, uh, of course, uh, going into the NFL draft, that is, of course, this coming Thursday, all eyes will be on Philadelphia. Now, just being honest with you now, I, I hear that you probably could go either the third or fourth round. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, thinking, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going around second. Okay. But, you know, it, it, there's no telling with the NFL draft. You know, anything could happen. And so, um, you know, I'm just I'm just be sitting and and uh, and um, you know, just waiting, waiting to get a, a heck of a player and a heck of a player. Now, of course, is ready. Now, of course, we talked off air. Of course, you're from San Antonio, and uh, something tells me you grew up a big Dallas Cowboy fan. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I love watching them back in the day. Yes, and I was just about to mention that because I'm pretty sure, you know, Des Bryant would like a nice compliment on the other side of the field to him. And, and uh, Dak Prescott throwing you the ball. And, of course, you got a, a good a good uh, running back there in Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. So you might be that missing link that uh, your home state may be, may be looking at there. Or, or you know, maybe the Houston, Texas. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I never know, man. We'll see. We'll see. 
But, uh, of course, uh, we also talked off air as well that uh, you just are very thankful to be in this position to even, um, you know, be able to possibly get a call to get drafted. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's, I mean, it's been a long, a lifelong dream. And, uh, you know, start, I mean, when I when I started football, I always, always dreamt and, and knew I could, I can uh, achieve this goal. And, I mean, with all the hard work and, and preparation, you know, I'm, uh, it's finally here. So, you know, it's definitely a, a dream come true. So now, speaking of that, uh, of course, it's still the off season. Uh, what exactly have you been working on to try to still improve your game and, and your skill set? Everything, you know, uh, with, with my releases off the ball, uh, my footwork, um, my weight, because you know I still, I still need to, I still need to gain a few pounds. But uh, I mean that that that's, that's an easy fix. That's true. It's a total, total, totally different uh, skill set going from college to to the NFL, right? Yeah. And uh, is is there any particular person that you've been working out with uh, during the off season, or just uh, kind of working out by yourself? Kind of, uh, kind of just been solo. Okay. All right. And uh, now, of course, I'm in Atlanta. And what do you think about the Atlanta Falcons? What if the Atlanta Falcons gave you a call and said, Josh, we want to draft you and develop you as as one of the players that we look to in the future? You know, how, how would that sound with being lined up across the field from Julio Jones or Muhammad Sanu? Oh, man. Julio Beast, man. You know, it, it'd be great. Uh, Yes, I think so. We're talking with Josh Reynolds, the former wide receiver of Texas A&M right here on Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor as we preview the upcoming NFL draft. It takes place this weekend in Philadelphia. And uh, talk about your skills as a uh, run blocker because that's important for a wide receiver as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely uh, can get in there, uh, you know, get physical with, you know, physical uh, you know, with them DBs and uh, – blocking for when the running back breaks breaks loose. So, you know, I always think of it, you know, I'm not letting my guy make the tackle. You know, my he, he won't have to worry about my guy, uh, you know, being that last uh, that last line of defense. So, you know, uh, I, you know, I definitely know blocking is a key part of uh, being a receiver, and, you know, that, that's definitely a big. So, now, did you go to the uh, NFL Combine and uh, also work out at Pro Days as well? And uh, tell us about what that experience was like. Oh man, it, it was uh, it was uh, it was long. You know? <laughs> uh, you know, growing up watching the combine as a kid, all you really see is you know the bench and uh, and then the actual you know routes in the forties and all that. You, you don't you don't get told, uh, or you don't you don't get to see all the inside stuff where the where uh, you know you got to take tests, you got to uh, stand stand in line for hours. Doctors. It was uh it was definitely an experience. All right. 
Well, everybody, if you're going to be watching the NFL draft, you know, or whatever outlet or whatever network that you have, make sure that you check out Josh Reynolds to make sure that he. Now, in, in his estimation, he can go second round, uh, or I would say second through fourth. So we'll see if that does happen. But, but Josh, before we let you go now, now if you could have a final word to any GM who's who's listening before drafting you, what would you tell them about yourself that they may not already know to 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 be able to draft you and look to you as a player, a vital player in their future? Even if you're not drafted by the Atlanta Falcons, it would be great to see you in the NFC South twice a year with either Tampa, Carolina, or New Orleans, you know, and uh, you, you have a great uh, handset, also uh, a, a good work ethic. So I know that uh, uh, whomever drafts you, they're going to be getting a, a, a good young man that's going to be taking the time to continue to improve. And, uh, Josh, I want to thank you so much for taking out the time to uh, talk to us here on TaylorMade Sports this week. And, you know, all the best to you, and may God bless you, and uh, I know that you're going to do well in the draft this weekend. I uh, appreciate you having me, man. All right, that was Josh Reynolds, former Texas A&M Aggie. <laughs> Former Texas and wide receiver right here on Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. And uh of course, you know, make sure that you check him out. You know, he'll hopefully he will be drafted in one of the earlier rounds for sure. All right, well before we let you go, we want to talk about the Atlanta Braves for a second. We can't leave them out because it is baseball season. The Atlanta Braves, they win tonight over the New York Mets, eight to two. Uh the game on Tuesday was postponed. So hey, they get back into the win column. Yeah. <laughs> they play in New York on Thursday afternoon. Then it's a weekend series in Milwaukee. Uh, so uh, the Hawks and Braves playing on Friday. And Braves, like I said, going to Milwaukee, uh, trying to take care of business. Hopefully they keep the win, wins going uh, to finish up the series in New York as well as um, Milwaukee. So uh, hopefully uh, everything will be great for them as they come back home and also the Falcons in the NFL draft. So it's just a lot going on. And uh, Atlanta United will be back home at Bobby Dodd Stadium this weekend as well. So a lot going on sports-wise here in Atlanta, and I try to keep you abreast, uh, you know, uh, through uh, my social media. Again, Kevin Taylor 98 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So uh, check it out, all right? All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of Taylor Bay Sports. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, never be discouraged, always encouraged. Until the next time, my friends, I'm out.